0: What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Popcorn Podcast with your hosts, Chase, Dan, and Denklin. I am Dan. I'm here with Chase and Denklin. What's going on, guys? I am uh, honestly a little tired from uh, relaxing so hard this weekend. Go fuck yourself. (laughs) It takes nerve to look at two dudes with full-time jobs and say some shit like that. it It was a very fun
1: weekend i got like maybe 15 hours of sleep between thursday to sunday but it was a very very about probably like 15 hours of sleep i was getting like four hours of sleep a night i got a nap on sunday though so maybe like 16 hours it was very fun and i'm so glad that i got very little sleep because i spent as much time as humanly possible up and doing shit that mm-hmm. sounds
0: nice. Vacation was that's fun. We level energy
1: Oakland. when we go camping. Oh yeah, I fucking did karaoke at a random bar in Oakland called Legionnaires. That was a ton of fucking fun. Just like singing like My Chemical Romance and uh the Banana Boat song and all these different things. Uh getting to Lake Tahoe, I gambled an absolute fuck ton and for the first time ever came away positive from a weekend of gambling. I've never, like, won money gambling by the end of it, and I won a lot of, like, $500 up. Uh, did a boat rental. I learned how to play disc golf. It was a very fun weekend. I uh, I got, like, 15 blackjacks over the span of the weekend. I played poker and was, like, up $150 playing poker. The only game I lost money at over the weekend was roulette, because uh, roulette is just fucking... there's a dude that was absolutely blitzed out of his mind, that like, kept referring to himself in third person as Big Money Mike, screaming, uh-huh. yelling, like, Big Money Mike, Big Money Mike, Woo-woo! Like, it's gonna red 17, red 17, red 17, black 14, black 14. Just over and over, just saying all these numbers and like, like a fucking auctioneer, dude. And was just such high energy. And like, we were like, feeding into it in first, and it was crazy, because every single time, he was hitting a number. His strategy was to put $180 down on the roulette table, put it on 12 different numbers, More often than not, he's going to hit. And even if he doesn't hit, he's probably going to hit the next time. And it was going great, and I started betting with him, and I started winning a fuck ton of money. And then the table went cold for, like, six or seven turns in a row. He broke to, like, $5,000 during that, like, six or seven turn losing streak. Um, And left the table pretty promptly uh and i was still up in roulette the only reason i went down in roulette is later that night i went back to the table i saw big money mike back at it the exact same table different clothes and i was like you know what this is a good omen uh and i lost a hundred dollars in about two minutes
2: so what did we learn he probably went to the bathroom to snort some stuff and then he came back out to the table
1: he was fucking blitzed i also did a budget ufc fight which was fucking incredible it was the World Fighting Championship at a casino. We got our own table and shit, and we were betting amongst each other. I bet on a heavyweight kickboxing match where my dude knocked out the other guy in 15 seconds. And that was, it was one punch. It was like a short, fat Mexican dude, really like thick mustache, no beard, probably in his forties. Like he looks like some people that I know, uh, fighting like a 20 something year old guy, super tall, blonde, ripped really in great shape for heavyweight and he got knocked out in one punch by the the short buff dude. Single punch. Let me ask you a question. How much did you spend? Rocked his world. Uh, In Tahoe? Not too much. Before
0: Tahoe. I I didn't say anywhere specifically. Uh,
1: I mean, it depends on your definition. I probably... The boat rental was $600 split between five guys. The hotel was like $900 split between five guys. Uh, I got one dinner one day that was like 40 bucks, but usually food is like 10 or 15 bucks if that. Uh, I, I'm i positive on the weekend for gambling. I didn't lose any money while gambling. I came up with a couple hundred dollars. Uh, it wasn't the most expensive trip. Now beforehand it was expensive because I bought myself a brand new suit, not for Tahoe, but just cause I don't have a suit that fits me well. I finally have a suit that actually fits. I'm wearing that to my buddy's wedding, to my sister's wedding, to different events. I'm really glad I got a new suit. Uh, I got hiking shoes because I went on a hike out there and those were expensive. Uh, So it was a bit of an expensive trip overall, uh, but I didn't put any dent in my savings or anything like that. It was really affordable considering everything that I did.
0: Gambling good for you. I'm proud of you.
2: I'm very happy. I'm, I'm, I'm very, very happy. You should never dip into Ooh. your savings, so. Yeah, all I right brought
1: guys, up $500 we... to gamble for the weekend, but I came out with, like, a 1000 So, good
0: time. Well, thank you so much for sharing, Frankie. I hope you all enjoyed <laughs> listening to Frankie's recap on his weekend in Tahoe. All right, guys. This is going to be
1: comedies mostly with a little bit of musical in there, too. So... The first movie we're going to be talking about on today's podcast is the recently released on HBO Max through Warner Brothers, uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda's In The The Heights. Theaters.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I forget things about Theaters. Like, it was was In Theaters, they just also allowed it on HBO Max, but it's like a row movie. Yeah. Yeah. In The Heights,
1: it is a theatrical presentation of the critically acclaimed musical. Uh, I believe it was written... And director, or the musical is written by Lynn Manuel as well, right?
0: Or is he just, uh, I don't there? think he wrote it. I, he wrote the music. Okay. I don't know if he wrote the script. It's incredible.
1: Or... No, he, the musical is highly critically acclaimed. The film uh, follows the exact same story about a man named Usnavi uh, living within New York's Washington Heights. Um, and it's a little bit, a snippet of life within Washington Heights. The film has been released to pretty high critical acclaim. I believe it is at this moment in time, it is holding
0: a hundred percent with Rotten Tomatoes. The thing I really liked about the movie was the music, though.
2: Right there, too. Yeah, I, th- I really like the
0: music. I thought that that was the best part of the film for me. Was just like, I also thought that the two women hey. that they casted, both Nina and Vanessa, are just really great to look at. Like they're both like really beautiful girls i think it was really smart for them to cast like at least to us fairly unknown actresses you know what i mean because it like i I just feel like in general the the fact that they were mostly fairly unknown it made it feel realer in a sense because it wasn't like i was looking at like i saw Uh a a tweet and it was like selena gomez was supposed to play vanessa i'm like that would have ruined it for me because it would have taken me out of this like, story. Oh, that'd it be was horrible. Like a real, if it was, like, a famous actress. Or not Selena Gomez, sorry. The other girl. The one who sings Havana. Oh, Camila Cabello. Or... Yeah, 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 yeah. Camila Cabello.
2: Ariana Grande? Yeah, oh. they take me out of yeah. it. Whatever that is. Um. Yeah, I like that both the main main actresses in the movie were like pretty unknown because then you have people like uh, Carla and uh, what's well, the yeah, other girl's Daniella name? Like They're like from a, two popular it, shows in Brooklyn Nine Nine. Oh and, yeah, yeah, um, yeah.
0: Kuka is who orange just uh, the, the black. The and then Daniella, those the girl are like, who owned the salon, she's like a two-time Tony winning actress from Rent.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh shit. Okay, so see, but like the they're like side characters, side the right? They're like not is also the main the Abuela cast. So. In the I thought original. that was pretty, even though they're very popular, they're uh, not uh, show. taking like, away from Abuela. the film. That's awesome. Yeah,
1: that's awesome. I'm like, damn, I she's didn't know been Anthony Ramos, or for whatever, 20 Ramos. years.
2: Oh, it's
1: a little, it's a little nerve wracking.
2: I, I looked her up. She's like Jennifer she, um, Aniston's age. She's actually not that old. <laughs> um. <laughs> I have she's, not of, she's, she's not old at all. She's sixty-five. Like of the she just of New looks a lot older. <laughs> no, she's sixty-five, but they like pretend it... Right? No, seriously though, like that—that that is true. I, my parents are late fifties, and she—but she, she looks really uh, She looks a she's lot older than sixty-five.
1: Older. Olga. Is she from Argentina. Olga. Yeah. I bet you her family's. No, she's an the, American actress. Na, yeah, the she more we
0: talk about character. it, the more and more we realize why like people were giving it shit. Oh, she's they got an Montanamo. American actress to play. They got lin Manuel to talk about Washington Heights, who knows nothing about Washington Heights. Uh. <laughs> All right.
1: The movie was given a little bit of shit. Uh, but overall, like I really to. enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I think a lot of the criticisms. outside of it aren't necessarily the most uh legi- i mean there's obviously legitimate criticisms but I think it's uh they're not too important in the whole scheme of things and I think the film is really good uh the plot was entertaining it's not the what m- most well written story ever uh but I think what the standout is obviously the f- the music
0: of the film I also think with the with the criticism it's just one of those things where it's like Progress is just one of those things where it's like until it's fully, fully, fully where it needs to be, people were like, there's always going to be a need for better and better. So it's like, take the criticism of the greatest salt type of yeah, thing. Yeah, if
1: we want to nitpick, we can nitpick every single part of our fucking society. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you're only going to have so much fun if you look at everything through a super, through a super critical lens. The
0: point is, is that progress yeah. was made in a great way. Mm-hmm. We had an entire yeah. you know, story centered around a different culture and i i think
1: it's also a bit disingenuous to say that lin-manuel miranda doesn't have good intentions
0: uh, yeah absolutely when you look at hamilton i mean hamilton he basically took an entire story surrounding the founding fathers and casted them all african american you know what i mean so it's not like lin-manuel yeah. miranda isn't you know setting pavements and like you know trailblazing his way through you know all this stuff he's just you know he can't do it all you can't be Jesus agree. and Moses.
1: Oh.
2: <laughs> I think that's a good way of putting it. I think the plot was really good. I actually liked how there, yeah. was, there was like six different so- stories to the, the movie. And at the beginning of the film, you kind of think like, how are they all going to conclude? How, how is everything going to reach its conclusion? And somehow it does. Um, not all of them are positive to the end, but... Um, I thought it was a very unique, and I actually liked the way um, the movie progressed. <laughs> oh, I I agree with you. I, you know,
0: film. some of my favorite musicals are similar to that. Like I don't know if you guys have ever seen Rent. Maybe I'll make you watch it one day. But it's a similar setting where there's like nine main characters, and all of them have oh, different storylines going on in a group storyline. So it's like nine friends. They're in a group setting. And then there's also, like, subplots going on, like, kind of like how In the Heights was. You have, like, Ustami and his group of friends, and they all have these, like, subplots. And I love those type of stories because I just think that it's, they do it so well, you know. And it's also, like, when you look at the time, you're like, damn, two and a half hours. But it makes sense. There's a lot to kind of flesh out in that story. And so I think it's one of those movies that, like, it deserves to be long. It's not one of those movies that feels like it shouldn't be that long. For Speaking of,
1: for two and a half hours, it mm-hmm. goes by very quickly. It's not Zack Snyder's Justice League, where I hate him as a person because of it. No, yeah. I don't hate at Wall for
2: this. Oh. Huh. Well, and what's, what you notice, too, is even though it's two and a half hours... Like though, like if you like Dan, we've been listening to soundtrack. Like some of these songs are like seven minutes long, and you don't realize how long they are because they're so good. Like it keeps mm-hmm. you entertained for so. Seven, the way I, I think, think they do makes the They movie do the li- easy no, no, breeze, one opinion. more
0: thing. They do the lyrics in a really great way, where a lot of the time you have musicals kind of like, like, uh, like Mamma Mia, for example, where there's like musical numbers that happen, mm. but they are just like songs, right? They're just songs happening. They're not like they're not the story progressing it's just yeah. a song happening mm. whereas like sometimes in musicals it's hard for people to enjoy when the story is within the lyrics like lay mis for example that musical is very difficult for people sometimes because the story is literally the lyrics and like yes. and, and in the heights is very similar it but is. i just think that the music is a big factor in why it's easier to watch you know when you think of that first in the heights number that's like a 10 minute song and most of it is like introducing characters it's not like it's not like repeated lyrics every lyric Mm -hmm. is like different because it's like a story and i just feel like because the music is so good it doesn't feel like you're sitting there having to like pay attention to like an opera Mm -hmm. you know what i mean or something like that i completely agree it's a and it just goes to show the
1: success of the music because it's able to keep you engaged through long musical numbers that aren't just musical numbers for no reason i think the mamma mia comparison is perfect uh, the way I kind of read the plot is it's almost like a Latino uh I love how wh- you like
0: specifically said it with your like
1: Yeah, that's how you say <laughs> Latino. Uh like a Latino do the do the right thing, Spike Lee's joint, his first film. Uh where that, that takes place over a single day following a a neighborhood it, within New York City. Uh but it's all these different storylines and these different people culminating in like this big event, it's the hottest day of the summer, you get that very common stereotype in New York City, In the Heights, hottest week of the summer, and the blackout, and all that. And the structure, narratively, kind of follows the same thing. It is markedly more upbeat than Do the Right Thing, because Do the Right Thing's ending is a bit ambiguous and left up to the viewer, and a bit depressing. Uh, Whereas In the Heights is very positive, where it ends up with them staying in their home neighborhood, and staying with the people that they love and kind of all coming together. And I I liked it, but it was a very predictable, a bit unoriginal plot, but I think that's perfectly fine. Uh, and it's a great plot that was enjoyable to watch and listen
0: to. You were predicting the bodega to be the beach? That
1: was probably the only thing that was out of the blue. And it's because through the medium of film, they were able to just completely fake us out. Uh, but it made I I just didn't see him leaving because it it would send a bad message if he leaves the the neighborhood.
0: I will say that was a really beautiful touch in and yeah. interpreting that into the film because that's not how the musical is. The musical yeah. has no the musical has no yeah. future Usnavi talking to children. That is oh, not yeah, part of the show. You. So it was a really great way of trying to like you know interpret this story in like a film version. Because the musical uh, is just like the, the, the story. It's just the story. Take away all of the Usnavi narration parts. That's the musical. And so I really thought it was a great addition to this already established story. Yeah. Because then they added this whole twist with the bodega and the beach. That's not a thing in the in the show. I think it's really clever to convey the themes that they want to convey.
1: I think he does own a bodega, and like
0: that is a thing, but I'm not yeah. saying like with the in terms of like you thinking he moved to the Dominican Republic.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think that's a, an amazing device
0: to tell the things they wanted to tell mm-hmm. that may not
1: transfer as well as compared to on Broadway.
0: All right, would well, you guys want to get into our ratings for the films? Yeah. You guys want me to go first? Go for it. All right, so my rating for this
1: film is going to be an 8.1. It's just above an 8 for me. Yeah. I really enjoyed the soundtrack. It wasn't the most original plot, like I said already, uh, but it was a really enjoyable film. Uh, go ahead and watch it. At two and a half hours, it is a perfect runtime. It's not too long. It's not bad in any way, shape, or form. Uh, it's It's an awesome film. Great musical.
0: I will go next. So I'm going to be giving it a 9.2. I loved this movie I've seen it numerous times in the theaters and I just I love what he did with it a lot of the times for me as someone who's like a fan of Broadway shows I don't actually know what the show is like I've just grown up religiously listening to the soundtrack so I I only have that in my head so a lot of the time when I'm finally able to see like the full thing and fully see what certain scenes looked like or meant or whatever, it's really nice. So I really enjoyed getting to see this movie. So 9.2, definitely go see this movie support the arts. Oh yeah.
2: Definitely. <laughs> I, uh, I feel people are going to be surprised with my score, but I'm going to give it a nine, four. Um, I absolutely love this film. I don't know what it is. Yeah. I think I've been on record multiple times saying I don't care for musicals. Um, I think one of, my main issue, one of my main issues with musicals is I don't like the acting, and generally the plot isn't good. I always like the music. I don't like the plot. And Frankie, you said the plot's very simple in this, but I think the plot was really unique, like Dan had said with Rent, how there's all these different storylines, and I think that's what makes this movie pretty special, um, especially when all the characters come together at the end in unison. Um, yeah, no, I really, I really love the movie, and I recommend anyone to see it. If you have issues with uh, musicals or you haven't liked them that much in the past, give this one a try. Right, and one final on note, I'm too, I will say, to, uh, watch more I, one thing now, I appreciate about that. this movie is, on we the outside,
0: it could look like it's just Hollywood's way of trying to send a, 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 liberal message. You know what I'm saying? But I, I think the movie did a really good job not making that feel like something that was like the that wasn't the point necessarily. It wasn't about like. Trying to make a political statement, in my opinion, it was more just like a really good story, you know. And I just feel like they did a good job not shoving that in your face, you know. And it, it was just, I thought, yeah, I would hard.
1: just say it's a story that's not centered around white people, and I think that's perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. And some probably. people
0: can view that as like political, which is, but it's not, you know, like yeah. it's, it's just a really good story,
1: it, yeah. It's a story about, about Washington Heights. Uh, quick question
2: before we move on, Chase, just is just movie, this your yeah.
1: uh, favorite musical?
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. oh without a doubt um easy without a doubt my favorite musical and this i mean i gave us the ninth one of my favorite movies i've seen in the last like couple of years probably um i liked nice. it that much i i all really right. t- i don't know Guys, I that's gonna be your <laughs> heights
1: go ahead and check that out dan you want to intro this
0: next movie am i off again uh no talk again am i off no not at all okay all right. So the next film we will be discussing is the first film we decided to watch in our comedy binge. We decided actually this was Frankie's choice, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, it was. It was Frankie's choice. So we decided to watch the yep. OG, like what I would be considered, you know, one of the OG comedies of oh, my, yeah. like, early years. And that is The Hangover. Did this come out in 08? I lie, I lie, I wait till I get my money. Oh, 09? okay. 09. Came out in 09. And it is, I mean, it's just such a classic movie. I mean, We rewatched this, even though most of us probably know this movie pretty damn well. It was just such a treat mm-hmm. to go watch it again. The Hangover, guys, is just it's such a great film i mean i can't say enough great stuff about it like it's one of those movies that every time you watch it never gets old it's it'll never be as funny in my opinion as that first time you saw it but it's still always good and it's it's one of those comedies that isn't like Mm -hmm. it doesn't agree i just think that they do a good job not forcing the comedy it doesn't seem forced it feels so organic. It like literally feels like you're just watching a reality show on three dudes, three dudes and their weekend in Vegas. Like, I feel, most of the movie feels like it could have been improv. None of it feels like it was like scripted. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it just feels so authentic, and that's why I think it's so funny. It's not that yeah. the jokes are funny. It's not that kind of comedy. They're just you know, funny guys. It's just a funny fucking movie for what what they're doing, and I, I
2: love it. I've said this multiple times. Sorry, Chase. Mm-hmm. When you can tell you watch, I was going say you can tell if you watch no. two and three, like no. that feels forced The the comedy, I have said it. this like, multiple that doesn't times. Feel real My
1: first time God, ever me. seeing the hangover, that is probably the funniest movie I've ever seen. Just hands down. It takes the prize. Granted 2009, I'm like 13 years old when this movie comes out. So I was like, eighth grade, I think, just getting ready for high school. I think I was 12 years old, because it came out early 2009. I remember seeing it in the Irvine Spectrum with my dad and my sister. I don't think I've ever seen my dad laugh as hard as he did when we watched this movie together. And it is just so unbelievably fucking funny. And it's just everyone, I hope everyone who's listening has watched The Hangover.
0: If If you you have have not seen The Hangover... Stop what you're doing right now and rent that freaking movie. It is worth the $5, $15. It's
1: worth the, any any monetary value that it is cost. You know what? Buy it.
0: Buy it. Yeah. You want to own it. You want to own this movie. It, it's incredible.
1: And I don't Just think I've it. ever met a person who doesn't like The Hangover. And if I do, I really want to hear their decision behind that. Because uh, this is... One of the best comedies I've seen. Granted, there is bias behind that. I saw it when I was younger. It is a comedy I grew up with, but god damn it, this movie's fucking funny. And in 2021, it is still just as funny as it was in 2009.
0: I feel like no matter how many times you go to vegas it'll like it'll never live up to that hype everyone well, he, i feel like when they go to vegas they want it to be a hangover experience but in actuality uh, it'll never live up to that movie because that movie is just it's like it's like high school in movies it's never like you know what it is i i feel like it's just like, a dream of vegas
1: i feel like the hangover ruined vegas like it fucked over vegas for like vegas itself because uh people just the bar is set high it. the bar is set high and people just want to recreate the hangovers
2: so they get into mm-hmm. stupid shit <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I what I like about The Hangover is like you said we all saw this movie when we we're super young, but now that you grow older, like you actually relate to these guys because you like shoot the shit with them like how they do and it's just I mean it's absolutely hilarious. Um just seeing yourself yeah. grow older I think I have to say about this movie way, too I <laughs> is
0: I feel like in many ways it's not
2: bear with the statement,
0: but it's similar to like Paranormal activity, where I think it completely changed the genre of comedy at that time. And then it's never been able to be recreated. Like it was such a specific thing that was done so well that, like, they could never, they've never been able to recreate that level of comedy, in my opinion, in the last 11 years. Like there's been great comedies that have come out, but I just don't think they've ever been able to recreate what the hangover gave you the hangover yeah. made you feel you know that 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 just and what an amazing concept i mean whoever initially came up with that idea like great great idea like to just get four guys go to vegas and let them kind of just <laughs> have a night you yeah know? like such a it, great concept it's a
1: really unique concept that pays homage <laughs> to like older comedies too like we get homage on, oh, homage, homage uh and does it in such a new and great way, and you said it perfectly, there's yeah. not been a movie in the last 12 years that has been as funny as The Hangover, and I don't think there's going to be one for a while.
2: I've seen, uh, well, I guess I two movies I think I've seen are just as funny as The Hangover, but you guys don't probably want to agree with me great the other problems. guys. They're great I movies. I just think think they just as much in those two movies in theaters, way. but... Um, No, I think The Hangover ha- is probably has the most one-liners of any movie I've ever seen. And I think that's what makes it stand out is because you can throw all this first, shit to people and joke off of it. Um, first time seeing, seeing The Hangover, it was Just the connection you have with people.
0: That. I feel like in that movie specifically, you know, in two and three, like we discussed, it's much more forced. They feel like they're trying mm-hmm. to like nail it, it, it and recreate it. But in that first one, I feel like they effortlessly checked off all the boxes of like what you would expect Dudes, to get into during Vegas. One of them marries a stripper. They steal a cop car. They get a baby. They steal Mike Tyson's tiger. Mm-hmm. Like they do basically everything you would like want to check off on a list. And I just yeah. like, the gambling the sequence. The, the gambling. They count cards. They they take roofies. Like everything is just exactly what you would expect. The oh, wrong drugs. The yeah. scene, the they take the wrong scene. drugs. Yeah, yeah. It's all great. That Mister Chow in the trunk in the trunk, uh, mm-hmm.
2: in the face, in the trunk. Leslie Chow. See, and that's what also all of those characters. Just thinking of uh, what's his name he plays Leslie Chow. Like none mm-hmm. of those guys are really that popular when that movie came out. All of them. like I think a lot. Of, this movie vaulted a lot Ed of, Helms of those was guys' the famous, Like Bradley Cooper was, was like in office. Wedding Crashers before that. What's Ed mm-hmm. Helms was like in um, The Office. Yeah. But like, yeah, um, what's his definitely. name? Ken Jung or whatever his name is, who plays uh, Chow? Like, dude got a whole career in, um, c- in Community and all. I think Zach actor was, was just a stand up like, comedian. I mean, this, for it it right? vaulted these guys' careers. Um,
0: I think Zach Galvin. He was is yeah. He was doing
2: that YouTube guy. show, and um, right now. he was a pretty no name. Oh, I don't think and... that's like a
0: uncommon statement. I think he very much steals the show.
2: It's his best movie, and he absolutely carried it. No, he, I think he, yeah, I think he's the, <laughs> think funny he's is the he? worst yeah. actor. I feel like in other bunch, movies, he's but a I think horrible he's the actor.
0: Funnest. In my line of work, I think in this movie, he nails it pretty on the head. Yeah. The guy who he's playing, I've met in he real life. Well, with like, <laughs> the, the guy who, he's who he's playing, playing
2: it's him. like the way he talks. <laughs> <and the work. laughs> <Yes>. Oh, no. <laughs> Hands down, I was with him earlier.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I know that guy uh i i cannot say enough
1: good about this movie i
0: i genuinely the only quote-unquote and the soundtrack i, I mean the yeah. soundtrack is such a great soundtrack they got kanye west you know one of the mm. best songs that i just think Perfect. you makes you think she of Vegas. they got the ti yeah. song with rihanna yeah. um just such great music in this movie and then when they're all waking up the fever yeah. over is a great song they got the uh Phil Collins song in the air uh,
1: the only criticism I can love against this film
0: mm-hmm.
1: ooh, another okay. relatable scene. Uh is that it's just it, it, after subsequent rewatches it's not as funny as the first and I don't even think that's a criticism against the film it's just you have seen it and you've it's, seen so it, funny. Yeah. it's more it's your not. problem
0: than the movie's problem exactly
2: no it's it's be. i think this like i said this movie's so quoted that it kind of like everyone quoted this in high school and that's what ruined it because you watch it over you watch it 10 years later after it came out and you remember all these lines that Mm -hmm. your buddies were saying all the time and it kind of it sours it a little in my opinion but it's still a hilarious movie um but I want to say one relatable scene is the the morning yeah. after when they go down to eat at the pool and they're like what the fuck did we get into last night it's like our pocket pockets like it's so relatable when you're in opening. Vegas like shit what did we do
1: <laughs> Yeah it's great Dude, you're in the hospital following the breadcrumb trails that the drunk you them left behind
2: <laughs> oh, like, when they then, go to the chapel my buddy you? this
1: weekend was <laughs> like where did drunk father? me leave his money because he always puts money in his sock and it yeah. wasn't there when he woke up and then he found the sock the money next to his sock and the food because he couldn't find the food either and it's just the shit the drunk you does it's like they do one thing and then it's a game trying to figure out what the hell they did two people always at battle with each other so good
0: all right, you guys want to get into our ratings? Let's do it. I will go first. So this movie, I mean like I said, it is a like genre defining movie. It literally is a genre defining film when you think of like romance, right? You like The Notebook. It's like a, the, the to me when you think of comedy, The Hangover is just one of those comedies that's just for me going to be top 10 forever. So I'm going to give this movie a 9.5. Hangover two and three, if we ever watch them, are much lower. Yeah, yeah, they are. It's like a twenty percent, twenty percent. It's like well, I don't know about four, drop, but Yeah, it's like weird. in the fours
2: maybe. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, all right, for me, I, I'll i give it an even nine. I like Frankie, you said it in the earlier interview. Like, when I first saw this movie, it's a 10. Like, it's the funniest movie I've ever seen. I almost pissed my pants in the theater watching uh-huh. it. Um, and you're just a stupid little 14 year old. And it, it's such a phenomenal movie. But I mean, through the years, like, I like it, but I think I've seen better comedies now. Um, but this movie, I, I think it's just the one liners that stick out to that make it such a special movie. Um, but it, it's Did still you say your rating? Thing? I don't, I don't know if I heard it. Time.
1: Okay. Um. So getting into mine, yeah, like I said, it's a perfect 10 out of the 10 the first time I saw it. Subsequent viewings, unfortunately, if I could create a time machine, I would go back and see The Hangover the first time again. Because, my God, it was funny. Uh, it's still an amazing movie. It is not as funny, unfortunately, on subsequent viewings. So it's a 9.2 out of 10. That's based off of this most recent rewatch and how fucking funny it still is in 2021. And I am excited for younger generations who watch this movie in their teens for the first time and how funny it is to them too.
2: It's going to well, be a I'm ride of passage. Gonna it's going to gonna be a ride of passage. And they're like 14. And, and I mean, mean we have St. to bring James. up the end
0: credits. I mean, <laughs> it's just watching... that's still
1: the funniest part of the movie.
2: It, if you have the unrated version, it was there's the, like a 100 the funniest part of the movie they're just Back phenomenal. in
1: 2009, and it still is in 2021.
2: All oh. right.
0: Well, the next film we'll be discussing. Chase, you want to take it away? It's good.
2: Let's do it. So this was Dan's pick for the comedy binge, and it was Tropic of Thunder from 2008. Through a series of freak occurrences, a group of actors shooting a big budget war movie are forced to become the soldiers they are portraying. I just want to touch on this before we go any further. The director mm-hmm. of this film, I didn't realize this until we watched it, is Ben Stiller. And Ben Stiller and Justin Thoreau wrote this movie, which is like crazy. Like, Justin Thoreau's not even in it. And I just think that's so funny because. I don't see Ben Stiller as a writer or director, so the fact that he was able to... Absolutely, I think his funniest movie ever is incredible. I think this movie is an
1: incredible satire on filmmaking. I think it just takes a fat, steaming shit all over the film industry and every kind of aspect about it, especially action movies, and it makes something that's just... It's so meta,
0: and it's so fucking funny. Especially Tom Cruise's character, I mean... Yeah. He's literally just like And Matthew McConaughey's crazy. character. Both of them. But Tom Cruise is very Harvey Weinstein.
1: He's very Harvey Weinstein. Matthew yeah. McConaughey does an amazing job of playing a shitty agent. All of the <laughs> actors are just or at least Ben Stiller, He's fucking stupid is like super full of himself. You, Robert Downey m- 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 Make Me Happy. <laughs> Sean Penn looking ass. Uh <laughs>
2: fucking!
1: <laughs> <laughs> you can't Robert never Downey go Jr. Full. <laughs> is incredible in the movie, playing a dude, playing another dude, that's playing another dude. Uh this movie's really, really funny. Oh my god, I didn't Jack's get like that one. Black in his heroin
2: addiction. Yeah, It's it's a, it's a really fucking funny, funny cast.
1: Uh, and it's aged really well. A movie like this would never be made today. People no. are a lot more sensitive than they were in 2008, unfortunately. But holy shit, it's really a relic of its time. And it's still downright funny. This is one of the movies that I think the Zoomers won't like because it is extremely offensive in some portions. Uh, notably so, and it's because it's it's a mm-hmm. satire on the film industry. Uh Damn, it's funny. Is
2: this movie? Yeah, I feel like it's underrated. Like I feel like not a lot of people this. talk about Tropic. Lighter. I feel
1: like the people who recognize um, this movie are our age group. Like mm-hmm. we're in middle and high school between two thousand six and two thousand
2: ten. Those are the people that like this movie. Yeah. You know what's you know what's funny about this movie is that at this time, Ben Stiller and Jack Black what's were so way more popular. What's so funny is Robert Downey, Downey, Downey Jr. Jr. went
0: to become one of the most highest. and now Robert Downey Jr. is just
2: with. tears more popular than him. Exactly, because that same year, Iron Man came Thank out. Thank God they made the movie what it movie. did, it, it, because
1: if it was, it was even crazy. a year later, Disney wouldn't see
2: where have their let first changed. No, they would
0: not let him do it. Can I just say my favorite part of the movie is the beginning. When you're watching the trailers for all the movies that these actors are in, and, I mean the, the the Jack Black one is funny, but the one with it's... Robert Downey Jr. and Daniel, <laughs> LB Maguire is
1: so great. Uh, and that's post Spider-Man Tobey Maguire. What is it called? <laughs> Satan's
0: Ally or Satan's Alley or something? <sighs>
1: I think it's satan's alley or something like that it's having the gay relationship and <laughs> the fucking trailer is so incredible i i love robert downey's character right, robert downey <laughs> jr's character the most i think it's the best
2: concept kurt lazarus yeah i think him and then tom cruise as well just as a fat producer agent or not agent but as a whatever he is just some rich guy was Absolutely hilarious because you don't see you don't see Tom Cruise in those roles and it's just so funny to see him go out of his normal character and that's I love it when Tom to play Cruise such a douchey of, guy. Sorry. I
0: was gonna say I I love it when Tom Cruise um kind of he gets like a reputation, I feel like, for being crazy. And so I love it when he plays into that Yeah, he, and, leans and into he plays roles that are like kind of him. Mm-hmm. And it's like funny. Cause it's just like, he's just poking fun at himself. At, you know, you can tell he's just like, he's poking fun at his stereotype. And I love that about him is he can laugh at himself. Sometimes. Yeah, he, mm-hmm.
1: he really, really leans into it. And it's surprising too, that this film that's so like critical and shits on the film industry was even greenlit and was allowed to be made. Because it is it's it's pretty damning just how much it just absolutely shits on the film industry the entire time. Just completely making fun of it. It's not a parody that like romanticizes it. No, it just it it makes fun of it the entirety of the film. It is extremely vulgar. It is really funny. This movie would not be able to be made today. Ah. Uh, the one criticism I will levy against the film is that And it's it's a necessary aspect. I don't care for the action at all. Because there's action in it too. It's like an action comedy. The action is purposely over top to make fun of action movies. But outside of that, it's hilarious.
2: Oh, I was just yeah. saying, I think at the beginning of the movie, when they don't know what's going on yet and they're just shooting, you know, because whatever, I think that's kind of easing you into it to show you yeah, that this exactly. action for the rest of the movie Well, When, like, really when the guy's stupid, head, like, just, like his they, head I is mean, like, they're on shooting the gun. multiple rounds <laughs> in the fucking air. <laughs> oh, it's fake, you guys. This it's is so typical disgusting. Hollywood blood.
1: Fucking the scene it's where it's Ben Stiller insane. kills the panda. <laughs> <laughs> the phone called Matthew McConaughey after talking about he thought it was a stripper and trying oh to like cover it up for him, just immediately no questions asked. He's like, oh, <laughs> yeah, he's no straight stripper? Straight, he figured it out. <laughs> <It's> Fucking great. <laughs> Yeah, fucking getting him a Teemo, dude. Getting him a Teemo. (laughs) It (laughs) is absolutely a relic of its time. (laughs) You guys want to get into our scores for this?
2: (laughs) Yeah, let's do it.
1: All right, Chase, take it away.
2: Let's do it. All right. So for me, I... So... Funny thing is, I saw this movie when it first came out. I remember I was a freshman in high school cuz it came out right the first week of school. I saw it that Friday with my mom at the theater. Really? Um, I have not seen this movie in its entirety since. So it was 13 years ago, and I'm so happy I did because this is like like The Hangover, right? Like I remember left loving this movie in theaters and not being able to see it for like 13 years in its entirety made it like all the more funny, especially as a grown up. Um, so for anyone that has never seen Tropic Thunder, give it a go. It's a phenomenal movie. If you like Ben Stiller, yeah. Robert Downey Jr., or Jack Black, which if you don't, you're crazy, um, give it a give it. Oh, a, yeah, he is. A Mexican, a we didn't even Bill mention Bill Hader. I mean, it's,
0: Before it's he's even, like, um, like, big. Oh, he
1: was so and, fucking funny in it, too. And he does the SNL shit where he's just,
2: like, This is SNL, like Bill like Hater, yeah, S N L dances and shit. Oh, mm-hmm. God,
0: I love it. And Danny McBride,
2: yeah, um, I, I it's such yeah. a good movie. It's a all star. And Danny McBride. See, it's such a great cast of people. Um, and it it really stands out as a, a hilarious comedy. And I'm so happy. I, it took me 13 years to rewatch it because so I think would for you that, say I'll that give obviously, it a you too. enjoyed like, it more than the Hangover rewatch. Film. Yes, I like yeah, I think every time I watch The Hangover I don't like it as much um, just cuz I have seen The Hangover it's that. probably one of the movies uh, I My score is going to be a bit lower I've it's an twice, 8.5 so it just stands up a little.
1: <laughs> only reason it's not higher is I'm not the biggest fan of the action moments even though I absolutely support them satirizing and kind of making fun of how action movies are produced and how over the top they are. Uh, but this movie is so fucking funny.
0: I give it the same exact one uh, not because of the action that has nothing to do with my score, but I I think it's just, it's extremely funny, but I don't think it's like higher than a, like a, an 8.5. I just think it's like that, that exactly.
1: Makes sense. All right. And let's get into our last comedy for the day. This is a comedy. I don't think any of us had seen prior to filming this podcast. And I am so fucking glad you chose it. It is the mm. 1970s classic, Blazing Saddles. It is a Mel Brooks production. And, oh my god, I am in fucking love with this movie. I I love everything about it.
2: I, so I... Phenomenal film. Yeah, he's fun. By the way, uh, Mel Brooks I turned 95. I really yes, liked
1: cause... Spaceballs. It was one of my favorite movies as a kid. I loved the parody of Star Wars and... Mel Brooks really kind of leans into it like young Frankenstein and stuff. Didn't know any of the cast. I didn't know Gene Wilder was in it. I didn't know any of it. Uh, And at first I was a little trepidatious because I'm not a big fan of Westerns and this movie, it's not a satire. It's a parody of Westerns. So there's definitely love had for the film, the genre that it's parodying.
2: No.
1: Uh, But my God, just Mel Brooks sense of humor the meta stuff that he does, the acting in this movie, I, I think Gene Wilder absolutely steals the goddamn fucking show in this film. And, and it's great. I was not excited to watch this
0: and I am so fucking glad that we did. I liked the woman. The one that seems you guys mm so last... tired.
2: Mm-hmm. The woman? The German. Which one? Yeah. <laughs> um madeline yeah um all right well last season we talked about how we wanted to watch more classics so i i knew i looked at a list of like the best comedies of all time when we're choosing these and i've seen like every single list on this like top 50 besides glazing saddles which was like a top five so i knew we had to watch it and i am super stoked we watch it um if you want to talk about Tropic Thunder, which would never get made again, this movie it's should never ever be remade because it's so bad, so inappropriate. Like it, like a, there's a a lot of hard R's, and it's. I mean, this is early 1970s, but it, it's crazy. But it's so funny because it's not like they're like making fun of like African Americans. Like they're actually like oh absolutely the books yeah is like showing you what's the wrong I think, with America and.
1: Yeah, the main character is of the of black the sheriff. And they make him out. Just
2: like making fun. It, it,
1: I don't think there's any sort of stereotyping with the character and how he's played. I think they actually, for the 1970s in particular, it they do handle it with such care. And it makes it a really scathing critique of, of white America through, through Mel Brooks. And it's mm-hmm. incredible to watch. And I think my favorite thing about the movie is knowing how old it is and how fucking funny it is i feel like it really was a trailblazer for comedy and advancing mm-hmm. just american humor
0: i also think that knowing how old it is made me appreciate it more because of the themes i feel like it's really easy to think that like that wasn't a theme that was addressed yeah and it's like it's, it's interesting to see that like that was a movie that was being made in the 70s like such heavy themes and it's like i think that that made me appreciate it more thinking like dang this was in the 70s and they were very forward-thinking you know about a lot of the ideals that we still seem to not really fully grasp Mm
2: -hmm. well yeah yeah one thing this is like just a few years after the civil rights movement and i it just Crazy I agree and in, it's in a Hollywood It's film really cool
1: seeing at that time. Like I said this evolution um, again like if you go back to like 1920s and 30s like fucking Charlie Chaplin silent films like comedy was so different back then and then you get into the 1970s you have your blazing saddles 1980s there's comedy evolves even more because of the work done in the 1970s watching these three movies in particular really for me at least highlighted this evolution of comedy as we kind of went through the the years and the decades and cleveland little and gene wilder i think their chemistry is unmatched they had the best bromance i have ever fucking seen in a movie and it, it it just warms my heart oh
2: crazy good I wish uh, Cleveland Little was in yep. more films because he is absolutely hilarious. I Like you said, Gene Wilder makes this film, and I just think his char- uh, Cleveland Little's character is the it black sheriff the this film. It's just absolutely hilarious. And some of his lines had me almost pissing my pants. It was so funny. I no, think my favorite not.
1: scene
2: is uh,
1: when, or, or shortly was, after Gene Wilder and Cleveland Little meet, where he's at the sheriff and he's in the jail and stuff like that, when he's, like, going out for the day, and then he runs into the old lady who says, up yours, and shit like that, and comes back to the hell. They smoke a joint and get high together, and he, <laughs> Gene Wilder's talking in the super high-pitched voice after every hit. It was just, oh, God, I love it. I I was never... I always liked Gene Wilder, because, you know, Willy Wonka. I think Willy Wonka actually came out before this. Uh, but this movie really got me to appreciate where I've like wanted to like watch like Young Frankenstein and his films with Richard Pryor and like really get into Gene Wilder because of how good those two are in this film.
2: Yeah, he was good um especially when you find out he's the yeah. uh, the Waco kid and <laughs> he's just shooting and uh, it is the stupid... <laughs> yeah, he doesn't even move. It's the SpongeBob again. episode. Just a great
0: cake. <laughs> I literally of thought of the SpongeBob like episode. <laughs> Where, if you think about it, <laughs> yeah, okay. they definitely
1: got that from this movie, from SpongeBob. <laughs> see yeah, see I feel again. like
0: honestly, that's that was definitely a reference. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's great. All right, you want to get into our review or our ratings?
2: Um. Well, I guess my. <laughs> I was just going to say one more scene um, was when uh, he's riding into town <laughs> and he's got his whole Gucci outfit on. This so, I thought That's the awesome. ending was the best part. The um, ending was the best. And they're like, the sheriff's coming. The ending was hilarious <laughs> as well when out. they get into Hollywood. Um, but like this scene, he's riding into town and then. It's-
1: another scene I really yeah like i don't even know what to say i mean this movie was plan, absolutely like, stops the town from getting raided by all these like bandits oh even before that the fucking kkk signing
2: up for the shit
1: <laughs> and then beating the shit out of them
2: oh yeah yes well when he when he's like okay he's like what did they say he said something about um cattle <laughs> and they're like that's not a crime and then like I forgot what happens, but he's like, okay, sign here, and he <laughs> takes out his black hands. And he's like, what did I tell you? You gotta wash your yeah, hands off. It's when you're so it.
1: great, it's and just... I love uh, Mel Brooks. Bless his fucking soul. Oh. I'm glad you picked this movie, Chase.
0: Good choice. All oh, of here. us, great choices.
1: Yeah, every single comedy I loved. Me too.
0: I, I, I loved it.
1: Do you guys yeah, want to get ratings? Choices.
2: Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, one more scene. Um, you. Oh, um, I was gonna say one more scene. You could take this one out because I don't. I think this scene's hilarious, but you guys might not think it's at the beginning when he's like, "We need three black people," and he chooses them and then he points <laughs> at Cleveland. And he's like, "Sir, sir." I, it's a little family <laughs> secret, but my mother was half Irish.
1: <laughs> it's so fucking <laughs> good. It's
2: a funny joke, but he's like <laughs> as black he as can he's, he's Irish. She did. did she like it? No, no, yeah, she did. Yeah, she didn't like it as much, but no, I, she liked it, but not as she much. His little I mean,
1: singing voice, I, too I was cracking was up incredible. the entire movie.
2: like a little kid.
1: Yeah, it actually, oh, he's so good at the beginning. Sing. Yes, I think there's like two singing numbers he does in the film. Ah, uh, I am really glad, yeah. White like guys are film like, no, I don't want to hear that crap. <laughs> right, when it came out, I believe. 74. 74. It is aged so fucking well. Because this movie is almost like 50 years old at this point. It's three years off 50. It is aged incredibly. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. I'll get into ratings, though. Uh, this movie is going to be a 9 out of 10. Just solid 9. I think it is one of the best comedies I've seen. I think it's definitely one of the most influential comedies. I've got to watch more Mel Brooks. I've got to watch more Gene Wilder uh, and give more older movies more the time of day because I feel like that's something very common is you don't necessarily give older movies the time of day. At least that's how it is for me. I'm very glad we chose this one.
0: All right. For me, um, I really enjoyed this. The only problem was because I was super tired, I fell asleep for like a big chunk of it. So I feel like I can't give it a fair, fair, fair rating. So I'm actually going to leave my rating as like a TBD because I intend on rewatching it. I just missed like the solid forty minutes
1: of the movie. It was good. I was I I will absolutely rewatch it. This is a movie I want to watch. Yeah. Um.
2: Yes. Same. Um, all right. Well, it for me, so I, I like to claim myself as a comedy guy and I, I love comedy movies more than anything. And I'm more than anything, super excited that we watched this movie because I, I've been meaning to watch it for a long time. And I've seen, you know, plenty of eighties, nineties, two thousands comedies. And I think I've, I said the hangover was, I laughed hysterically, but I was a little <laughs> immature 14 year old. This one as a 27 year old adult. I mean, yeah. I was literally crying, laughing at some scenes in this movie. Like, absolutely hilarious within like the first like two minutes of the film like when they're just on the railroad and um building it and i don't know what's gonna happen i'm like is this movie gonna be good or not and <laughs> then i'm literally crying laughing at the irish joke and the quicksand i mean it, it, I, I i just absolutely hilarious and i need like you said frankie i need to watch um uh, way more Mel Brooks films, and yeah. I have never given Gene Wilder a chance. So I should watch more of his, and if they're as good as this one, I feel one, like to some no people doubt. that are like, um, really but anyways, big movies. Going fans into that, I'm going to give this one a 9-2 nice. as well. I've got to give
0: Gene Wilder oh. a chance. Like In 40 years from now, that's like someone being like, I really got to give Robert De Niro a chance.
2: So I really gotta <laughs> give,
0: like, Gene Wilder is just like one of the greatest actors of all time, and you guys Absolutely. are like, oh, he existed. <laughs> yeah,
1: I never really, like, outside of Willy Wonka, I hadn't watched his films.
2: Well, it's. I used to love Young Frankenstein growing up. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. The same. that's like, yeah. so the thing. What happened? We're watching this film, and I was like, is that Willy Wonka? You guys know who, like, he, who he was. That's what I think to? of Gene Wilder. Who? Uh, the woman so. from
0: SNL who would do the Roseanne, Rosanna Dana sketches. I can't think of that on the top of my head. She had, like, the really, like, Crazy haircut, and she would do like the Roseanne, Rosanna Dana on like the and she would talk like this, you know. Oh, that her, sounds like,
1: familiar, but I can't put a face to it.
0: She was like basically the Kristen wig of like the 70s, Gilda Radner. Her, okay. uh, her name is Gilda, she was like the Kristen wig of the 70s on SNL. She was like the yeah. female comedian, Speaking 70s or 80s, one of the two, or
1: of Gene Wilder, who also I need to watch more of. Uh, I was talking to my buddies this weekend, is Richard Pryor. Because Gene Wilder and Richard Pryor did a fuck ton of movies together. Apparently, their chemistry is like even better than his with Cleveland Little. Uh, and I don't think I've seen any Richard Pryor films, mm-hmm. so I, I want to. I'm going to start binging these. All right. Well, wow. I highly recommend everyone who enjoys comedies watch all of these films. For the past couple of weeks since we watched Blazing Saddles, I've been telling my buddies like they need to watch it. It it was that great for me first time seeing it. Rewatching *Tropic Thunder* for the first time in a very long time was awesome. Always love rewatching *The Hangover*. Seeing *In the Heights* was great too because I hadn't seen that before, and I'm—it was a, a very pleasant episode to watch movies. Not every episode we
0: watch good movies. It's rare that we have we enjoyed all of the things we're reviewing. Yeah, like that's a rare thing, I think.
2: Hmm. Yeah, every single one of my reviews yep. it, is a It nine. was a,
1: a yes. very good episode. There were no duds. Crazy. All of it has aged well. I I hope you guys love these movies as much as we do, because it, these are some fucking great movies.
0: Now, let's compare or contrast. Did you enjoy this comedy binge more than last season's?
1: What was last season's?
0: We did a lot more movies. We did all four American Pie's. We did The Three Fockers, and we also did another did. series.
1: I forget. Absolutely. Liked it more than last season's Comedy Bench. I love American Pie. Uh, they're not super crazy good. Uh, the Three Fockers. I like Meet the Fockers, Meet the Parents. I hate the last one.
0: Um, I'm trying there to There was see. one other series we did. I forget which one. I'm trying to find out right now.
1: Meet the Parents, Meet the mm-hmm. Fockers. I'm only those two American Pie. American and, uh, Pie. Fockers. Yeah, it was, that was like seven movies. I think it was. So it was those two. Yeah, I
0: absolutely like this more than Last Comedy Bench. Yeah, me too, I think. I, I think these are like... we. Re- re- I feel, I feel re- like that was heavier. more like family comedy. Well, American Pie is pretty inappropriate. But <laughs> yeah. This was more like just raunchy satire. Well,
2: it's... It was more, yeah. Well, these are standalone films, right? For the most part, those were this series is like eight, which, like, with first some ballot good films in them. Like, these that are top of, this of the one. list.
1: Whereas, like, other up. ones are, like, maybe. Like, maybe, like, one or two of the movies can make, like, second ballot Hall of Fame. You know, like, we watched, like, heavy hitters this time around, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Mm-hmm.
0: The creme de la creme.
1: Yep. I, these are some of the best comedies I think I've ever seen. All of them.
0: All right, guys. Well, I think that is going to conclude Easy. today's episode. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Popcorn Podcast with your hosts, Chase, Dan, and Danklin. I am Dan. I'm here with Chase and Danklin. What's going on, guys? I am uh, honestly a little tired from uh, relaxing so hard this weekend. Go fuck yourself. (laughs) It takes nerve to look at two dudes with full-time jobs and say some shit like that. It It was
1: a very fun weekend. I got like maybe 15 hours of sleep between Thursday to Sunday. How much? It was a very, very... About probably like 15 hours of sleep. I was getting like four hours of sleep a night. I got a nap on Sunday, though, so maybe, like, 16 hours. It was very fun, and I'm so glad that I got very little sleep, because I spent as much time as humanly possible up and doing shit.
2: That Good. sounds nice. Vacation I fun. We we go camping.
1: Oh, yeah. I fucking did karaoke at a random bar in Oakland called Legionnaires. That was a ton of fucking fun just like singing like my chemical romance and uh the banana boat song and all these different things uh getting to lake tahoe i gambled an absolute fuck ton and for the first time ever came away positive from a weekend of gambling i've never like won money gambling by the end of it and i won a lot of like 500 up uh did a boat rental i learned how to play disc golf it was a very fun weekend. I uh, I got like 15 blackjacks over the span of the weekend. I played poker and was like up $150 playing poker. The only game I lost money at over the weekend was roulette. Because uh, roulette is just fucking... there's a dude that was absolutely blitzed out of his mind, that kept referring to himself in third person as Big Money Mike, screaming, Uh. yelling, like, Big Money Mike, Big Money Mike, Like, it's gonna red 17, red 17, red 17, black 14, black 14. Just over and over, just saying all these numbers and like, like a fucking auctioneer, dude. And was just such high energy. And like, we were like, feeding into it in first, and it was crazy because every single time, he was hitting a number. His strategy was to put $180 down on the roulette table, put it on 12 different numbers, more often than not he's gonna hit and even if he doesn't hit he's probably gonna hit the next time and it was going great and i started betting with him and i started winning a fuck ton of money and then the table went cold for like six or seven turns in a row keep broke to like five thousand dollars during that like six or seven turn losing streak on um, and left the table pretty promptly uh and i was still up in roulette the only reason i went down in roulette is later that night i went back to the table i saw big money mike back at it the exact same table different clothes and i was like you know what this is a good omen uh and i lost a hundred dollars in about two minutes
2: so what did we learn he probably went to the bathroom to snort some stuff and then he came back out to the table he
1: was fucking blitzed i also did a budget ufc fight which was fucking incredible It was the World Fighting Championship at a casino. We got our own table and shit, and we were betting amongst each other. I bet on a heavyweight kickboxing match where my dude knocked out the other guy in 15 seconds. And that was it was one punch. It was like a short, fat Mexican dude, really like thick mustache, no beard, probably in his 40s. Like he looks like some people that I know uh, fighting like a 20 something year old guy, super tall, blonde, ripped really in great shape for heavyweight and he got knocked out in on one punch by the the short buff dude single punch so let me ask you a question in, how much did you
0: spend rocked his world
1: uh in tahoe not too much before tahoe i, I didn't water.
0: say anywhere specifically
1: uh i mean it depends on your definition i probably the boat rental was six hundred dollars split between five guys the hotel was like $900 split between five guys. Uh, I got one dinner one day that was like 40 bucks, but usually food was like 10 or 15 bucks, if that. Uh, I, I'm i positive on the weekend for gambling. I didn't lose any money while gambling. I came up with a couple hundred dollars. Uh, it wasn't the most expensive trip. Now beforehand it was expensive because I bought myself a brand new suit, not for Tahoe, but just because I don't have a suit that fits me well. I finally have a suit that actually fits. I'm wearing that to my buddy's wedding, to my sister's wedding, to different events. I'm really glad I got a new suit. Uh, I got hiking shoes because I went on a hike out there, and those were expensive. Uh, so it was a bit of an expensive trip overall, uh, but I didn't put any dent in my savings or anything like that. I'm really—it was really affordable considering everything that I did.
2: Gambling, paid good for trip. you. I'm proud of you. I'm very happy. I'm—I'm I'm, I'm very, very happy. You should never dip into your savings. So Yeah, I bought right, up
1: guys, $500 we... to gamble for the weekend, and I came out with like a thousand. So, good time.
0: Well, thank you so much for sharing, Frankie. I hope you all enjoyed <laughs> listening to Frankie's recap on his weekend in Tahoe.